You got it locked on Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please? I bet. Dr. Dre in the place to be. Co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. At the Rodeo. Get stupid, son. Yo. Don't think that you can get none of Trey, the motherfucking doctor, the bitch hopper, the sucker motherfucker stopper. I'm fucked up, so don't mind what I'm saying. I'm just kicking it with Steve, Tony, A, and Susan. Yo, we can choose it. Don't shit to put in a mix. Know what I'm saying? We kick shit like and and that's a fact. And if your shit ain't in a mix, you know it's swag. And that ain't no bullshit. Kicking facts on a serious tip. Word up, Dr. Dre's in full effect doing serious damage, boy. Welcome everybody to Rodian Radio episode 111-111. Those are special numbers too my special guest. But before I introduce my special guest, let me go ahead and make some minor announcements. For those of you that are still asking about the ads, yes, they are still for sale. So if you own a business, you got a record, uh, you got a restaurant you want to promote, we are selling ads for Rodian Radio during the break, one minute ads. Go to DocuMixery forward slash ads and all the infos there. Couldn't get any simpler. Once again, DocuMixery forward slash ads and you could buy an ad uh, for the upcoming month. I believe that's when we're gonna start. Other than that, for those of you that are still asking, can we still submit music? Yes, at uh, rodeonradio at gmail.com, submit all your music. Submit your music, if you have video, submit them. And if you have a short bio, submit that as well. And we'll take a look at it, because we've already started booking for, I think we're pretty much filled up with December, but we're still looking at uh, dates for January as well. And for those of you that are interested in the hard copies, once again, go to DocuMixery.com. When I say hard copies, for those of you that still like old school CDs, you can pick them up. DocuMixery.com. We got hats. We got beanies. We got all kinds of merch. Just go to DocuMixery.com. But you know what? Uh, we'll get to those ads during the break. But uh, please allow me to introduce my good friend that I've been knowing for many, many years. But we're going to get into all that. The one, the only, lowrider, queen, Icon, all of the above, Daza Del Rio. Hi, How Tony. You doing? Good. I love that announcement. Well, you know what? It's all true. I love it. It's all true. I love it coming from you too because you know you know me. Yes. You yes. got me out of uh, hyper, you know, <laughs> hype hiding, and like we do an interview, and I won't do interviews. Right. It's an Rodian Radio Tony A exclusive. It really is because yes. I won't. I don't. I just. I like to hide. Really? Now, 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 why is that? Because, you know, when I left the industry so long ago, I literally wanted to leave like Betty Page style. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to, people were like, why did you leave when things were still happening? And I was like, I wanted to leave on top, yeah. you know? And I just felt that that was like the best thing was to do that. But you got me out of retirement here. <laughs> oh my God. I remember you said only Tony. Only back, Tony. Back in Wilmington. Yeah. I, that's exactly right. You got me back in Wilmington. Yes. So um, I know it's uh, Sunday. I'm a football guy. I watch football all day. How was your weekend going? And tell us what you did today, because I think what you did today was pretty interesting. Oh, my God. Today started at 5 a.m. I, I always wake up 
you know, with the dogs on my bed, seven <laughs> dogs. Seven? I, I have seven now. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. But they're good. And then I wake up and then I literally started shooting. Um, I had a photo shoot this morning that like one room I was doing a photo shoot. I yeah. had the photographer in one room because I didn't have time to schedule two different things. Okay. So I had a photo shoot in one room and then they were shooting a pilot in the other part of my house. And the whole time I was like, listen, we got to wrap this up because I have to go see Tony at, you know, so I tell them, they were five, I have not stopped. Like, I literally came in here and I was like, okay, let's just stop. Let's regroup because it's all about Tony now. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited to know, like, what you want to know. Wow. Uh, well, it's, if anyone's going to get the truth, it's going to be you. Well, hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? It's been like, Wow, it's been like since maybe 2005, 2006. I think the last time I seen you was like at a, a dub show. I was telling you earlier, yeah. I think it was right here at the sports arena somewhere right there. Right. But you, one thing that I can say that I truly, truly admire of you, that since the day that I met you, you've always been about your hustle. Always hardworking women, always been about your Thank hustle. You. And everything you have is because you earned it. You know, yeah. the lowrider, car show, queen, icon. You've earned it. Yeah, yeah, it was not given. That's right. for sure. Right. A lot of people didn't realize that. Okay. So, uh, since I like football, do you like any sports? Are you a sports girl? Yeah. Okay. I, I like football. Okay. Do you got a uh, team? Um, for football? Yeah. Not really. Okay. You just like the sport? Yeah. I just like looking at their asses. Okay. Okay. You know. Most girls do. Yeah. Okay. Who, who, who would be my football? Uh... Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, of course, you know, I like basketball because yeah. Lakers. Lakers. Um, baseball because I paid, you know, I played baseball for and softball for eight years, five years, all-stars. No Did shit. you know that? No. Yeah, I was left, shortstop, and I was also catcher. For real? Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm really good with my instincts. Like, if something falls, I, like, quickly, I, I'm, like really fast with it so yeah so i like baseball i think it's kind of sad how i mean is that amazing that the dodgers yes, and the lakers together and but because they didn't get cheered on they didn't have any pretty cheering fans. them no yeah. fans and then finally we won yes so that was cool to, to, together uh in 2020 at least something good came out of yeah 2020 yeah i mean it was kind of bittersweet because you know big time laker fan we love kobe and he wasn't here yes, to see that. that was horrible. Yeah. That is horrible. Yeah, so... He definitely was a part of that. Absolutely. Like, I feel. Absolutely. Now, uh, how were how your weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sundays? Are you always doing photo shoots? Are you always doing... No, I'm not always doing... I'm I'm actually doing... I've always done... My, my thing is animal rescue. But all of a sudden, like, I don't know. People are like, where's Daza Del Rio? What is she doing? And I'm getting offered all these jobs. And I'm... I'm really particular what I want to do yeah. because I really understand how people have grown up with me. Yeah. And especially like the new generation of female see me in a very different manner okay. than the females probably when I was modeling. They don't look at me as like a competition or like the females when I was modeling, it was more of a competition situation. They look at me more like, wow, you started this. And I don't I don't really look at it like I started it. I just knew it had to be done. 
Yes. Because there was no one else. Okay. Like, what did I have to look up to? I mean, I grew up in Orange County. My dad's a Marine. My mom cleaned houses, and I cleaned houses with her. And that yeah. what was my inspiration. And where else do you go from there? Like, you're cleaning houses. You're, you know, it's like, but military, we did the military bases and stuff and other houses, but... You know, you help you when you're there and you're and you're a little girl and you're cleaning houses and there's like an echo in these these huge you know homes. You know, I'm Pisces, so you start having this like imagine my imagination just starts going and you start believing like you start singing and you're like, oh, I could be a singer. <laughs> I sound amazing in this room, you know. And I, I feel like that helped me a lot made me believe in myself because when you're on that level of you don't see anything else, whatever you create, you know it was better than where you're at. Well, you know what? It's funny that you say that, that this generation looks at you differently than from our generation. Yeah. You said they looked at it more like a competition. Yes. I can actually say that in the music industry, whether it was DJing or producing, it's the same thing. I, I get a lot of youngsters today that are like, hey, OG, and I look up to you or something yeah. like that, you know, when a lot of these guys today that are practically my age, they don't look at me like that. They don't have to, you know. No, of course not. You know, but... It, there's a still the sense of like oh that guy ain't shit. Yeah, know? exactly. They're like oh whatever. Tony did whatever and this and that. But you're here. Yes. And they're still talking shit, and they could just talk as much shit as they want because they're full of shit, and that's it. Period. You can't change shitheads. Hey. You know. Hey, you know what's funny? That from the moment that I met you, you were still the exact same person, and I like that about you. Like you just talk. You just. There's like, you're just so forward, you speak your mind, you don't hold back. And and I think that's so dope because I'm the same way, you know? I mean, I don't, honestly, I have such a bad memory. I know you have like such the best memory. I have such a bad memory. I can't even, I don't even want to bother to lie because I can't remember anyways. So that's why I just say what I say. And it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, whatever. Right. You know, right. people don't, people don't pay my shit. Like I tell people like, you don't pay my bills. Like you don't do shit for me. Right? So why am I going to, like, do anything, like, suffer for you? I'm just going to ride and go and see what happens and live a very adventurous life and meet people and just live. And you have. Yeah. You have. I have. That's awesome. You know, and I told you before we went on, on camera, I told you, you know one thing about you? I said, I just like to see you win. I know. You Thank know? you for saying I, that. I really like to see you win. And I want to continue to see you win. You know, uh, um, I've always said there's enough light and there's enough money, there's enough shine to go around for everyone. Yes. We shouldn't be busy with what so-and-so is doing, what she's doing or whatever. Let's worry about ourselves and let's win together. So. Well, it's important to see our community win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everyone says it. Everyone says, oh, you know, we need to stick together and we need to see each other shine. And it's an old story. I hear this all the time. We say it all the time, but no one really means it. You know what I mean? They don't. I mean, especially like when the Black Lives Matters was matter was it was going on, it's still going on, and it does matter, okay? But I was saying, and I get it. Trust me, I don't want hate mail, okay? I get what it meant, but in my mind, I was like, shit, like they they got their community together to fight, and that's awesome. But where's my brown community? Yes. My brown community needed to also go out there and fight. We pick and choose when we want to fight things. And then 
we're very like, okay, you're right. You know, calm down. Because we were brought up that way. Or at least I know we were brought up yeah. that way. It's like, don't do too much. Do enough, but don't do too much. And just come home with it. And bring it to within the house and argue within each other what we don't like. I would like to have seen more of our people go into politics. Yes. And to into the streets and to like do more. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Have more of a voice. We need more of a voice. Absolutely. You know? I agree. I feel the younger generation do. Oh, look, I'm already starting, Tony. It's already starting. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Can't. Ugh. Hey, only on Rolling Radio. When Rolling Radio's popping, the panties are dropping. Pops out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now I'm going to share with you a quick story. Okay. Let me hear it. On how I first met you. Hopefully you remember. If not, I understand. You said I you were love right, this. Young. I can't wait. Okay. I was in my room on a Friday night DJing, practicing, and my boy, who was trying to talk to one of your friends, okay, okay? and at the time, I didn't know who you guys were, okay, and uh, he tells me, hey, man, we got to go right now. I was like, why? Uh, uh, I want you to go DJ this girl's birthday party, not knowing that it was your birthday My party. birthday. Yes. So oh, my I, gosh. I said, um, no, dude, I'm not going to go nowhere, and he said, I'll give you 250 bucks. Now, this was, I want to say, 1990, okay? Right. So I wow. said- uh, Nah, dude, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'll give you 500 bucks. So oh I said, are God. you serious? He goes, but we got to go right now. So I said, okay, grab my crates of records, grab some speakers. We went to your house, Misha Viejo. Yes. Right? And uh, you came out, the birthday girl came out. I rocked it. At the end of the night, I went up to you and I met you and said, how you doing? I'm Tony. I was a DJ. Yeah. And you were cleaning up, actually. I'm always cleaning. Yes. You were yeah. cleaning up. <laughs> so what happened was this. I said, hey, um. We're filming a video soon uh, for a song called I'm Not Your Puppet. I'm signed to Disney. Maybe you would like to be in it. And then you said, yeah. I'm signed to Thump Records. I'm a singer. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, really? Wow. Goes, yeah, I got we, I got this song. I got this song. At the time, I think they had like one or two songs. Okay, I wasn't even 19. Okay. then That's what? for sure. Because I signed with Thump really young. Really? Yeah. My sister used to drive me. Hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. So... You drove somewhere to meet a guy. I still, I still got the video. Ian Fletcher is the guy from Australia. He saw you. He said, oh, my We're God. Good. Yes. Yes. And uh, you showed up to the Rhodium that day. Yeah. And we filmed it all day Saturday. And you were on top of the roof. Yes, I remember. I had a bodysuit, like yeah. a velvet bodysuit. I wish I still had it. It was yeah. so hot. Yeah. That was sexy. A lot of people don't know that you were actually in my video back then. Yeah. 1990 came out of the single came out in 19 early 1991 so uh that was how pretty much we met and then i asked you hey we're about to go on tour we're about to start doing some shows you want to roll you said let's go i'm always down i always yeah it's i'm like i feel it's really important to say yes uh -huh. i know that a lot of people are like oh don't steal oh, this and that no dude, if i had said no to things i i wouldn't be here because right. As humans, we're used to wanting to say no. What if they do this? What if they do that? Right. And then they wait. No, I don't want to do this. I want to wait. I want to wait. I want to wait. And they wait. And then two years go by. Or the opportunity went by. Or they found someone else, which is very easy, especially in Los Angeles. Very you easy. Know? Yeah. So I always feel like, you know, I'll just do it. And if I don't like it or if I feel uncomfortable or whatever, then I'll be like, fuck off, I'm out. And I just leave, you know? And I've done that many times. Like, you know, peace out, bitch, I'm out. You know, and that's it. 
and and I've done it. I do that on dates too. Really? Oh my god, I did it yesterday. Okay, can you give me kind of? I literally did it yesterday. So I was, I because I'm just, I don't know. Everything's just starting up for me again after like being out of the loop for so long. Yeah. It's like there's so much, and because I have that personality of saying yes, but I say yes, but I know what I'm saying yes to also, you know what I mean? I'm not saying yes to like dumb shit. Um, I, I'm saying yes to things that I know have a potential to to grow. And so I'm I'm trying to like, okay, yeah, let me go look, I'll do that photo shoot or I'll do that pilot, you know, okay, I'll look at that product or this and that. Somewhere in between that, I was like, oh shit, I need to like go have a date or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, I need to go make this happen. Right. And so I schedule it in, but then my girlfriend, because I work because uh, of the animal rescue, yeah. right? I had got, on, when I was at the hair salon, I had got a picture of a Pomeranian. And they were like, this Pomeranian needs to be rescued right now. And I was like, oh, shit, I got a date. I'm like, wait, dick or dog? Dog or dick? Dick, dog. I'm like cat dog, I, cat dog dick, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm like, uh, and I'm driving to the date, and I'm thinking, no, no, I gotta get this. I know who, I know where this dog could go. I know, and I'm literally like, I don't suggest to do this, but I'm literally like looking at the thing, calling people, I'm like, oh my god, this dog would be great for you this night. I am so close to the date, and then I realize the same for me, and I and I literally said, hey, I don't think we're a match, but good luck. And then he's like, he's like texting. He's like, but this and that. I'm like, yeah, no, dude, I'm out. Uh, no, no deal. I'm done. So you chose dog. I always chose dogs. And sometimes I choose men that are dogs. But yeah, yeah you know, but. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I love your honesty. Hey, yeah. you know, you were honest. Shit, you chose a dog. I get it. Um, but <laughs> I remember when we started doing shows, we did shows with Ghetto Boys, EPMD. Yeah, we yeah, did a, we those did a, are so great. Yes. And then you start texting me pictures like, remember these, remember these, remember these? Well, high C, you were on, and then you were on stage. How young are we in those photos? I know I was probably 2012. Oh my God, like you need to put that photo up. Okay. Because we are like so, how crazy that I found those photos. I know, I know. I, and all of a sudden, like, look, I went digging in my garage, and then you were, like, taking pictures of him, and I was like, holy shit. I know. I don't even know. And then some of them were actually mid-90s, because some of them were mellow, because a lot of people didn't know that I actually would call you, hey, I need you to do some syncing or some ad-libs on some of these tracks. I know, because I have a great voice. You have a great voice. Because I can do this. Yes. And I'd be like, it's Tony A. There you go. You know, <laughs> I could do all that stuff. So yeah, I'm telling you, I'm multi-talented. Um, well, you gave me a lot of opportunities. You took a chance on me, which I really appreciate because I didn't know shit. You know, I just would do stuff and see what would happen. Right. Um, that was my first video. And which is crazy, right? Yeah. So you just, that was a real production. Yeah. It yeah. was a real production. It was like a real video. It was for, you know, you were with Disney and I was just some like little girl from the OC just like, oh yeah, I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. I mean, that's how, but I feel like people need to have confidence in themselves. I mean, I mean think about this. In 1990, we were at the Rodeo Swan Meet and then 30 years later, we're at Rodeo Radio. I know. That's crazy. I know. Gosh. Yeah. So that's why when I, when uh, I hit you up and like, hey, I want to get, get you on an interview. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. 
you know. So I'm glad you're here, and I appreciate it. Uh, but what but, about the birthday? So you came to my birthday, yeah. and you DJ'd. Yes. Did your friend ever get with my friend? No, no. I, but I, I met you. Yes. Yes, that was a good thing. That's see, that's that's why you always have to take chances. That you always have to take chances, and we've been friends for yeah thirty years now. God, since that day. It's a long time. Now, you you said you were originally from OC. Yes. And you played softball, and you were really good. Well, I was born in Oceanside in a military base. Okay. My dad was a Marine, his master gunnery sergeant. Um, so I was yeah born uh, Camp Pendleton, and then grew up in the OC. Oh. And then L.A. I was in L.A. by the time I was maybe like 22. I've been in okay. L.A. since then. Okay. Now, for these, either this younger generation or maybe even our generation that may not know, you sang and you were actually at one point signed to Thumb Records. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Growing up in a military base with your mother and your father, what type of music were you raised with? Like, what would your mother play? What would your father play? Um, well, my mom plays a lot of Spanish music. Okay. So I would listen to a lot of that. My father was more disco. Really? Yeah. Disco, some salsa. There's a lot. We, we had a lot of parties at our house. Okay. I mean, I grew up in a party house. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't understand it. There's not a party going. And I have a lot of, like, I'm, I need to have fun. I need to have like people laughing and a lot of energy. Right. So I grew up like that. I grew up really happy. Yeah, you know, that's I, dope. I, I don't have like a horror story, you know, like a lot of people would want. And I think it's also because I won't let things make like, I mean, my father was uh, killed when I was younger, but I don't let that rule me. You know what I mean? Right, right, I won't right. let. Things that have happened to me in my life rule my life for now because you can't move on. You can't succeed. You can't, right. you're still stuck in that world. And that's what people need not to do. And depression is so huge and it's a yes. real thing. And I feel like you really have to work on that by meditation or by animals or whatever, but music. And I think that's why I fell into music a lot because. Music was a very huge outlet for me. Okay. Okay. Because my dad died when I was 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry to hear he that. was killed. He was murdered. Like in the military or? No, by his wife. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I've had like serious stuff happen, but I don't, I, I, it's, I take it and I understand other people too. When people come to me and they're like, you know, my, my, son, you know, loved you and he died of cancer or this and that. I had went not that long ago. I was at a show, um, like, like a few years ago. And this family came to me and said, we're burying my dad. And I was like, I'm so sorry. It's like, and his last wish is to have you buried with him. And I'm like, okay. He's like, will you sign a picture and we're going to put him, put it in his coffin with him. And I'm like, I'm down, Cleopatra style. Let's go. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And they literally put my picture with him in the coffin because that's what he wanted. Wow. So I don't know. I get death really well. Death, life, life, death. It's all the same. It's like, let's just, let's enjoy what we have. It's really important to live. Very, very important to live. Um, you mentioned depression. There's a lot of people that I know that suffer from anxiety yes. and depression. On the other hand, I've been blessed because... 
you'll never really catch me down. You'll yeah. never really catch me depressed or anxiety. I'm always in a good fucking mood. Like, yeah. All the time. So I get when you say, fuck, let's make, you know, the most out of yeah, life. Yeah, because know? I'm sure a lot of things have happened to you that yes. are like, wow. But a lot of things have happened to a lot of people, right. especially in the Latin world. Yes. Our, I mean, in our world, people are always murdered, suicide, drugs, this, that, uh, uh, uh. And we're always pushed down to think that that's how we're supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. And I was dealt that card at a young age, but I, I wouldn't, I, I didn't let that justify who I am. Right. You know, and I, and it's very important that I want people to lift themselves up. And by, like, I love seeing, like, you know, I love seeing the new generation, what they're doing with their Instagram and the models, and they really believe in themselves. That's all, yeah, they do. They do, honey, they believe, they live, they are, yes. like, they, not like when we were doing it, you had to really psych yourself up to, seriously, to, to do it. Seriously, because today, you know, you can release a picture, you can release a video, and then you get some kind of feedback if people accept it, people like it, or people... Yeah. If, if you're a rapper, you can release a video on Instagram, people are like, man, I feel that shit. Kind of builds you up a little bit. Or if you're a model, take a picture, you get 10,000 likes, okay, I might look good. But back then, here's the mic, go up on stage. Right. Then you wonder, like, fuck, how are they going to receive me? Right, and you don't know. You don't know. I was not even a... You know my how I became a singer. Share with us. Well, I wasn't a singer. I created that. I told them I was a singer. Really? Yeah. I, I was discovered in uh, Lowrider Magazine. Had Well, how it all started quickly, because it's a long-ass story. Um, these cholas moved from Garden Grove to Mission Viejo. Uh -huh. And they went to my high school. And I became friends with them because they were white girl cholas. For real? Uh, yeah. Oh, Can you imagine white girl cholas? <laughs> but they were like full on cholitas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like surfery type of beach girl. And they, you know, I became friends with them. And then they were like, oh, there's a there's a lowrider car show in the LA Coliseum. Remember, there used to be like that's amazing, right? They used to close down the freeways and yes. it was ridiculous. It was insane. And well, I never left Orange County in my life. And my mom told me no. So I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I like that I was even Latin. I swear, I grew up with like white girls and surfers. I grew up in surfer world, right? Right. Um, so then they they're like, yeah, we're gonna go and this and that. And I'm like, okay. And like, but you gotta get ready. I'm like, I am ready. I'm like, no, but you gotta get ready because we're gonna go cruising in the Scamzuki. And I'm like, what's Scamzuki? You know, the samurai Suki right. Scamzuki? Because yeah. we're going to go scamming for guys. Go with your guys. Scamzuki, yeah, yeah, Scamzuki. And so I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there, and I've always had long hair. And they're like, well, we're going to get you here. I'm like, all right. They literally brushed my hair down. They're like, close your eyes. I'm like, all right. And then they just, I heard just, and they cut my bangs across. And then they took the aquanet and they ratted my hair and they made me into a cholita. Wow. They crimped my everything. Like I was a total cholita, okay? Wow. Put me in spandex, right? Right. And said, we're leaving. I had totally lied to my mom because I was maybe like, maybe about 16, maybe 16, probably 15, right? Almost 16. And we went to Los Angeles. I never left Orange County. 
it was crazy for me. It was like total culture shock. I never wow. even understood. My mom had me very isolated, right. you know? And it was like coming to America, you know? <laughs> I was like, what? I was seeing these lowrider cars. I was like, seeing other people speak Spanish, but my, my mom's South American, so the yeah. Spanish is a little different tone, right? And I was here like, ole, que estas haciendo carajo? And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what is this? What is this? I mean, I absorbed it. It, it was too much. I was a sponge. I had a habit. I was wow. like a crack baby for, for the low rider. I needed to have more. It was too much. Wow. Because I'd never seen it. Right, right. You were isolated. I was isolated. And then they were like, in the, you know, we're there and like, Ooh, and, you know, cruising. Scamzuki. And Scamzuki. Yeah. And I was like thinking, like, and my hair is super curly. I wish someone please send me that picture because I know someone has got, has, someone has got to have that picture. <laughs> and I was like, ah. And this guy was like, hey, are you a model? I'm like, yeah, I'm a model. It's like, what's your number? I'm like, 714, da 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 because that's just my nature. Right, 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 right. And so he's like, yeah, I want you to be my model for uh, the, this thing for Lowrider for their Christmas party. And I was like, okay, yeah, call me. So I go home, I wash my hair, right? I'm like pinning it back. So my mom's about to like beat my ass because like, you know, I'm coming like a wild alley cat and i told my so they she comes to my door he's from compton okay mexican cholo from compton comes to my house in mission viejo and knocks on the door right right and my mom answers the door and he's like hey is your daughter here she's gonna go with me to a, a lowrider magazine christmas and my mom goes wait one minute okay one minute she says to the door Jennifer, because my, my middle name's Jennifer. And she's like, Jennifer. I'm like, yeah, she goes, ¿Qué estás haciendo? Tú fuiste a Los Angeles. Un cholo está en la casa, carajo, ta, 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 ta. And I'm like, no, I don't even know him. I don't know what you're talking about, no. Oh my God. And I was like, mom, I'm going to be famous. You have to let me go. I'm going to be famous. Have you told her that? Yeah, I did. Wow. And then she was like, no. And I started crying because I'm like Pisces. I could cry easily anyways. So I was That's like, good. yeah, I was like crying. I'm like, I have to go. You don't understand. This is my destiny. I'm going to be famous. Like I freaked out. Right. I want to press pause right there. Okay. And we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back and pick it up right there. Okay. <gasps> I got to build up the anticipation for them to check out Dazzle Del Rio. So everybody, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break. So make sure you got to go get some modelos, get some popcorn, do whatever the fuck you got to do. But make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody and let them know that Dazzle Del Rio is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio episode 111 and you already know when rhodium radio is popping the panels are dropping so we're going to go ahead and jump butt naked right back into it with dazzle del rio yes how you doing i'm great hey you know what that was very exciting that was very entertaining <laughs> so far so good i still I, I still got i could still entertain you i like it you still got it yes <laughs> yes hey um so there's a guy from compton knocking at your door 
your mom's telling you que no vas a ir. Yeah. And then you say, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a star. Okay. I knew I was going to be a star. I don't know why. I, I had no idea why I thought I was going to be a star, but I knew I was going to be a star. And I was crying hysterically. And I literally, my mom was like, okay, I'll let you go. But I mean, it was like serious crying, screaming. Like, I, why was my mom going to let her child go with this guy from Compton, okay, to, a, to the Queen Mary, because they were having their Christmas um, party. They used to have their Christmas party, the, okay. the Queen Mary. And so, um, you know, I had a, like my mom, you know, a little Peruvian lady, I had to convince her to let me go. She goes, okay, you go with your sister. You go with your sister. And I'm like, good. And you're not going to regret this because I'm going to be a star and you're going to see. And if you stop me from being a star, you're going to regret that forever. And she was like, okay, just get out. Just go, please. <laughs> you're just too much. Just go. So my sister went and then he was like, oh, you can't, your sister can't go. I only have two tickets. So it has to be me and you. I'm like, look, dude, it's going to be me and her and your two tickets. And he, I go, or nothing. It's like, well, then you have to wear my emblem because he was promoting this emblem for Latina uh, Chicana culture. Okay. Right? And his name was Angel. Can you imagine? Mm. The guy's name was Angel. Wow. Like, I'm very into stuff like that. So it's like a, a guy that I don't even know knocks on my door. His name's Angel, and he changes my life. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. And so he said, just wear this, and you can go. So I was like, okay, with my sister, and we went to the Queen Mary, and I didn't know anybody there, and it was the lowrider Christmas party that they have every year. And my sister was like, what are we doing here? Everyone's in like zoot suits, and you know, it's like the, the whole scene. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> and there's a bar. So I, Hell yeah. so I was like, I'm gonna go get a drink. Yeah. So I'm over there making a drink, looking at everything, watching people. They're playing like oldies, low riding music. You know, every, everyone's like all into it. And I was just like, this is so freaking cool. Like, what is this? Right. Right. And so I take off. I run away from my sister because, you know, she's so boring. And then I was like, had my, my drink and I was like trying to hide from her because I was drinking like, I don't know, like vodka and everything else mixed together. Like, yeah. why not? Right. Exactly. Stas is special. So I was sitting by the men's bathroom and I was singing a Lisa Lisa song getting tossed up. Right. No yeah. So wow. I was like drinking. I was like, I wonder if, you know, like, and this guy goes, who's singing? And if you know the Queen Mary, right, right, there's right. like the the windows are like right. circle because right. it's a boat, right? So he's like, who's singing? And I'm like, me. And he's talking through the bathroom, the men's bathroom, right? I'm like, me. He goes, who's me? I, I go, me, I'm here. And he's like, <laughs> where? I go, I'm next to the men's bathroom. And he's like, are you a singer? And I'm like, yeah. I'm totally a singer. And he goes, okay, wait for me. Let me just finish. Okay, so he's t holding his dick, taking a piss, basically. Pretty okay, much. pretty much. And which would end up being like the rest of my career. <laughs> no, <Yeah. I'm> just <laughs> Dead and done, you know, basically, right? Um, so I wait, he comes out, uh, uh, Larry is his name, and he's like, you know, we're going to be coming out with a, a, 
a record label called Thump Records. I'm like, awesome. He goes, do you want to be an artist? I'm like, yeah, I do. And he goes, okay, give me your number. I'm like, 714. <laughs> right? And then he was like, yeah. And he had like the CNR suit. Do you remember the CNR suits? This is okay. awesome. Yeah. Right. So he has CNR suit. And my sister's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, nothing. And he's like, what? And she's like, we got to go now. I'm like, no, he's going to make me a star. He's like, what do you mean? He's an old man. I'm like, no. And I take off with him, with Larry, and dance floor. And I'm, start, I'm dancing with him and drinking. I'm like, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a singer now. Oh, my God, it's happening. I knew it was going to happen. Hell yeah. I'm going to be a singer. So he's like, get my number tonight. He goes, I'll call you. Okay. I go home. My mom beats my ass because I'm drunk. And, you know, you win. Estás tomado. I'm like, no, I'm not mad. You know. Right. But you had a good time. I had a great time. Awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. Right? You got to take chances. Exactly. You got to take chances. And so, anyways, I got in trouble, whatever. I got beat down. And then the phone rings like six months later. And really? Yeah. Damn. That long. Because I don't drive. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not driving, right? And by that time, I've already like ran away. I'm like a runaway. I'm like total wild alley cat. I'm like, like hanging out with like cholas from Anaheim. I'm like, you know, in garages with red light, you know, one red light going back and forth, right, right, right. listening to oldies because now I'm addicted to the scene. Yeah, to the culture. I gotta be in it. Yeah. And, I, and now I really believe I'm in it. Like, I am it. Like, I know I'm gonna be it, right? So I'm done with like the Orange County. I'm like, no, I'm gonna be like Anaheim now. I'm Anaheim, I'm the streets. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna know, I have to know, <laughs> right? And so they thought I was hilarious because I used to go with like my poofy, like polka dotted dresses. I've always been super femme, right? Mm -hmm. Ultra feminine. So I always have my poofy dresses and like the cholas would be like, who does she think she is? And I'm like, hi. Oh my God. I, did. I was a total idiot. I was like a dork. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get beat down more. Like I'm surprised. Okay. So I was hanging out there. I was running away. I was being a total asshole. My poor mom went through hell. And I had come back home. I was going back and forth. I was being stupid. And I had, you know, there, back then there was no like, you know, cell phone. Right, Hello. Right. So you actually had a phone. And thank God I answered the phone. And it was them. It was, it was Bill Walker from Thump Records. Bill Walker from Thump Records yeah. called you. And he's like, hey, I, hey, this is Bill. Are you my, are you my artist? And I'm like, Yeah. I am your artist. And he's like, okay, yeah. Were you ready to go sing? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, do you write? I'm like, all the time. I got so I got lyrics, spitting lyrics all day long. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, great, because we're gonna you're gonna go to the studio in Long chance. Beach uh, off a of cherry. You're gonna go record. So make sure you have a song. So I was like, oh yeah, I got a song. I got a song. I got a song. And did you? No, I didn't have no dance song. But at the time, I was sleeping with this guy in Anaheim, right? Oh, shit. Okay. And so, and he was like, like broke my heart or whatever. Right. But then I was like, bitch, you're going to, you're going to see, right? And he was right. like a hoe. And I was like, I'm going to be a star and I'm going to write about you. And you're going to fucking regret ever, ever fucking cheating on me or ever fucking doing. I used to climb through his window in my lingerie. 
No shit? Yeah. I was a wild bitch. Damn. I'm so calm now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Climb through his window in my lingerie in the middle of the night in Anaheim. I said, climb over there. I don't even know how I got over there. And I'd be like, you don't what you don't want this? What do you mean? I'm gonna be a star. Like I was cuckoo, cuckoo. Okay. But anyways, that's another story. But I wrote the song Make Me Love You about him. That okay. was the song. Yeah. Right? That you told me about. Yeah. When I DJ'd at your party. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. that was because of Dirty Dick. Because that's what he had, dirty dick. Dirty I call I, I call guys that are hoes dirty dicks. Anyways, that's another story. Did you so, ever patent that name, dirty dick? No, but I should. You should, or even make shirts for guys. Oh my god, that's it. We've patented. Let's it's do it. It's done. Okay, it's done. It's done. That's and it doesn't mean dirty dick as in a dirty dick. It just means you're you, yeah. you hoe. So, anyways, we're, we're, we're okay. I get confused. So you go record in Long Beach. So I went Bill to Walker. Long Beach, and they went over there, and they said. Um, okay, well, what's your name? Well, my first name is Bridget, right? Right. My last name is Daza. Right. So people get, they're like, what? But it's Bridget. So what happened was when I went to go record, the producer guy, Brian right. Way, he said, well, what's, you know, what's your name? I said, it's Bridget. And they said, no, that's not going to work. And I'm like, oh, and like, you need to give yourself, you need to give yourself a name. And I've always had like this nice stink color, right? So I said, okay, well, I want to be called Cinnamon. Cinnamon? Yeah, so you'd be calling me Cinnamon right now. Wow. Yeah. The boob keeps on trying to come out. Jeez. The boobs okay. come out at the night. The boobs come out at night. Um, yeah, so, and then I was like, no, um, I don't want to be called Cinnamon. You make a name for me. And he's like, well, what's your last name? I said, Daza. And he goes, okay, well, we're going to put another Z. And now you're going to be Daza. I was like, okay, I'm Daza, right? And then as my career got bigger, I couldn't just be like Madonna. Right. So my older brother, who's my half brother, that's like, might as well be my brother, right? His last oh. name is Del Rio. So I went to him and I said, listen, I never felt that we were half brother, sister, anything. And I'm getting really popular now. And I always want to unite us together. So I want to put our family names together. And I want to become Daza Del Rio. Awesome. Right? That's awesome. So that's as, how that As a matter of fact, I think I even met your brother. You invited me to your house one time. Yeah. Having a little backyard party, and uh, I met him there. Yeah. 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 That was but cool. I mean, that now it's just Daza. Like, forget it. Even now, no one, my closest friends, it's stuck. It's like, I can't, it's weird if anyone calls me that. It's been so long. Right, You right, know what right, I mean? Right, And you know, people name their kids after me. Really? Yes. They told you this? What do you mean? I have them follow me on Instagram. Oh shit! Oh, well, yeah. Hey, for the people that may not know, I didn't know. So, but that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so crazy. So yeah, so um, yeah, there's little Dazas running around, and Daza is actually uh, an Arabic word for fresh. So fresh is so clean. Fresh, always, <laughs> always clean, always fresh. That's dope. Okay, okay. So now you record the song. You yes. go in the studio, first time singing, right? First time singing, first time in the studio, first time everything. Okay, so here, let me ask you a question. So they record you, you record a verse or whatever, they rewind it, they play it back for you. You hear yourself, what do you think? I think, oh yeah, it's happening. Really? Oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, it's happening. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen. There's no stopping. I'm like, I thought this is the same girl that was cleaning toilets in the military base, young, I mean, really young. I'm not like, people freak out when I'm like, yeah, I used to clean houses at like nine. 
like wow. you know really young yeah. and but you would sing in the in the echo so when i was in the booth and i heard the echo i said yeah i knew that was gonna happen this sounds good okay so uh when you signed with dump did you sign for a song single album what did you sign? do you remember so when i signed with dump records they just did a single okay and they wanted to do more but it was just really crazy because just like how it started with me meeting Larry at the bathroom, meeting Larry at the bathroom, you know, meeting him at the bathroom, and then six months later, recording a song. After I recorded that song, literally like four months later, I was opening up for Ice Cube at the LA Coliseum. Okay. That's the first time I sang that song. No shit. Yeah. On the Cinetron. Wow. I had no... Okay, so now, would you say that was your first show? That was my first show. Okay, so your first show, LA Coliseum, opening up for Ice Cube. All these people are there. They hand you the mic. Let's go. Did you get nervous at all? It was, well, any, the LA Coliseum, you would get ready at the, um, where the football players would be at, right. right? But they told me that I was going to perform where I got obsessed with low riding because I was cruising. Okay. But, you know, right, and now right. I'm going to go back to the Coliseum and perform there. Talk yeah. about like serious manifestation, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and quick. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I now need, I need dancers. I need this and that. So I used to go, I, I don't I was crazy. I'd like, I never had a car. So I would like hitchhike. I would do whatever to go to, um, do you remember the Sears building? In, in LA, the Sears building. Okay. Okay. So they used to break into their to the building and they used to do these parties, right? Okay. These raves. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right. Remember the big yes. raves? Okay. So I used to go to those raves with a piece of paper and a pencil and look for dancers by myself. Nice. And I used to tell people, I'm auditioning for dancers because I'm going to be singing at the Coliseum and I'm going to be a star. So if you want, and I would, I mean, I'm so full of myself, right? Like, what the hell? Like, who do I think I am? Like, geez. And so I was, it was just nuts. So I would audition and I got these two amazing guys from Carson. Oh, wow. Right yeah. City next door. Yeah. They're from Carson. And so uh, they just were down and we had no money. And we just like, I went to the thrift store. I got their outfits you know, and we were just like practicing routines and I was doing the song. I didn't, had no idea what exactly I was going to be doing. I never know what exactly I'm going to be doing. I never do in life. I just jump in and just do it. So when we got to the Coliseum, even they, think about these like young kids, right? From Carson. Right, right. And they're like, I'm backup dancing for this girl named Daza. And she's going to be a star. She's going to be a star. You know, that's what's going to happen. And because I made them believe that you're going to be a star too. We're all going to be a star, right? Wow. And so we get to the Coliseum and they put us where the, um, where the football players, you know, the locker rooms. Right, right. And that whole night before I thought to myself, oh my God, what if I suck? And I'm like, oh my God, wait, it's going to be live. I'm like, what if I fucking suck? What if, what if they don't like me? What if I'm just like making up all this stuff in my head because I'm really good at that? And I'm like, maybe I'm just like believing too much. Maybe this is too maybe I'm reaching too high. I shouldn't. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have the sexiest 
hottest outfit under my jacket. So I bought this gold shiny jacket and I was super into like Apollonia then. Of and like, you know, like all that big time. So I'm like, I'm going to wear this jacket and then I'm going to have white lingerie under it. So if I suck, I'll just strip. And then, and then they're going to like me because then they're going to look at my tits. So they were like, good. And I'll just shake my ass. And I just were like, ah, and then I'm like, yeah, I like her, you know? So I just, you know, I'll confuse them. So I was going, then they were like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. He, they put a golf, we're in a golf cart. And so I'm in the Coliseum on the field in a golf cart with my dancers. And they're just looking at me and they're like, oh my God. We're doing it. You right. said we we're going to do it and we're doing it. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. And we're going to take it all the way there. So you just, you trust me. I, I'm, it's going to happen. Right. And they're like, oh my God. And they're thinking about their routine. And I only had two songs. I had like a song and a half. Right, right, right. Right. right? That was it. And I was going to rock it. And then they're like, okay, so I'm in the, you know, I, I'm in the Coliseum. I'm in the, the, the dressing room where the things, it's fucking freezing. It's all brick. And cement and I'm just like looking in this mirror and I'm literally psyching myself and I'm like I'm literally going shh, shh. I'm literally doing that I'm literally going shh, shh. like okay yes and I'm like don't don't fail you cannot fail you're not a failure your dad is a marine you are a marine you are a military brat you your family came here they're your first generation american you are six you're the dream you are the dream like that's how hardcore i am right yeah, that's dope. i am like you're going to do it you're going to pave the way you cannot fail you will not fail so i get in the, we're in the thing they're like daza you're up and i'm looking at my dancers and they're like we're doing it. I go, we're doing it. We're doing it. He did a quick prayer, got in it. We're in the thing. We're driving. It's like a long drive to the field because the, the stage is on the field. And I look up and it's Sinetrons, like these big cameras, right? Yes, yes. And they're like, hey, by the way, you're going to open up for Ice Cube. And I'm like, oh my God, no. No, no, I thought I was going to open up for like nobody. They're like going to go for, for, for Ice Cube. So now I'm like, everyone's going to be sitting there. They're not, they don't know who the hell I am. Right, right. But they're going to be sitting in their seats because Ice Cube's going to be opening up. And it's the 90s and it's Ice Cube. Right. And it's NWA and it's all that. It's like, it's happening. This is it. So they're going, I am now presenting myself. Right, so the whole that whole quick journey of being that Orange County Beach girl to like cutting the, my bangs and becoming like this quick little troll out that then Anaheim, then being a runaway, this and that. It it just like was so quick, but it was it just made sense. It was like I quickly had to like become what I was going to be. Right. Right. And so I'm driving, getting the thing. I'm going there. I'm going up the stairs and I see all these people and I see myself on the Cinetron and I'm just like, oh my God, it's happening. And I quickly look at, this. I see someone sitting down and I quickly look at them and I say, hey, on my second song, I need you to put that chair and the stage and they're white. And I go, just on the second song, put the chair on the stage. And he's like, oh, I need to sit here because I'm, I said, you get your fucking fat ass off that fucking chair because I need it for my show. Because the second song is like this freaking whatever. I don't even know. I had like one shitty ass, fake ass rap song that they had me do. It was like the worst shit ever. And so 
I was like, I'm just gonna just become like, I'm just gonna strip on that chair. I'm like, it's the worst song ever. I'm just gonna strip on the chair, right? right? So I do the song, I do Make Me Love You. The people are far away. I'm singing, I'm doing Sunshine, they're doing the dances, everything's good. And I knew I had that whack ass next song, that horrible next song. Do you still remember those lyrics? Oh yeah, uh, get on up with your body. Let's get real naughty, tutti fruity. Like what? Like tutti fruity, shooty shitty. Like what the hell? Right, right, right. It was so bad, right? And so I just thought I'm just gonna dance around the chair, right? So I, the dancers to make me love you. Everybody loved it. This and that. I still had my ace in the hole, which was my lingerie. Yes. Because I was doing making love with my gold jacket on. So then I had that horrible song. So the dancers are gone and I had to do the rap song. So then I'm like, get on up with your body. Get real naughty. Da, da, da. And then I'm, I'm seeing people kind of walk up and I'm like, nah! I take the jacket off. Nah! Right? And everyone's like, Wah! they just start screaming. No shit. And I'm just like, lingerie. Dancing on the chair, doing the, the, they don't even know the lyrics. I don't even know the lyrics. I don't give a shit. Daza Del Rio is now born. Drop the mic. Out. Wow. Ah! Awesome. You know what was so dope about those days too? And I think you would be able to appreciate this. That back day, back then we didn't have this where now the crowd just don't, they don't even enjoy the show. They yeah. just want to record it. Yeah. And you didn't have editing. And you didn't have like Facetune. And you didn't like who you were is who you were. That's it. That's right. You know. Wow, that that's amazing. That's a wow. I never told that story. Radio radio exclusive, Tony. A. Yeah, I never told that story. Um, so now, what led to you modeling? Okay, so um, Thump Records paid me two hundred and fifty dollars to, and I had two dancers. I had my mom. I had my brother. I had a Dodge Plymouth Voyager stick van. Okay. Stick van. Stick van. That had stickers all over it that were like the whole top of the van was rusted. Oh, shit. Like literally, like you could look up. If it rained, the shit would come fucking in your ojo. Okay. You're like, what the fuck? Like it was bad shit, but that was my car. And I wanted another car, but my brother, my older brother was like, look, your career, because I started doing like little shows, right? Right, right. Um, so he's like, you're going to, I wanted to get a Camaro because I thought Camaros are cool. And my brother's like, no, you're going to get a van. And I'm like, why? He's like, because you need to get a van. And it's, can you imagine? I was like driving a stick van, like Ugh, stickers, like boys are pigs, kick rocks, like Ugh, stuff like that. And so that van actually was the van that I drove to all the card shows all over the United States with my dancers and my mom and my merchandise. And how the modeling thing started was I was in going driving to Tulare for a show and I had just got a root canal like an idiot and I had them take all four out at the same time oh, and wow. I was singing in the cow pasture literally like the next day. I my face was like this. And I was so upset because I didn't have any money to go and like properly go to a dentist. Right. So I did some ghetto ass shit and just had to pull it all at one time. But it, it was insane. And I was like, I need money. And Thumb Perkins only gave me 250 for the gas, for a place to stay. We'd sleep in the van. Our, we would go, you know, Thump Records, shady motherfuckers, please. Can you say that again? Thump Records, shady mo Bill Walker, you can suck a dick. You nasty. Okay. You still owe me money. All right. Anyways, I'm going to talk about him. Um, 
And you could quote me. So bottom line, he was like not giving me any money, right? And I needed money. So I was noticing that people were like, oh, do you have any pictures? And I'm like, why? Why don't, why? Oh, so do I have any autographs? I'm like, why does anyone want my autographs? The model thing, I never saw myself as a model, ever. That wow. never was anything in my head. Mm -hmm. Singing, acting, comedy, all that, yes. Modeling, no. That was very weird. Even to comedy too? Yeah. yeah, you know I did stuff with Paul Rodriguez. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I saw that for me, but I didn't see anything with modeling. Wow. I always thought that was very strange. I still think it was very, I still think it's strange. I just, mm. I don't know why. I just like think it's kind of strange. But anyways, but bottom line. So what happened was that, that was something that I was like, I'm not going to let this shit happen. People want me. I need to get photos, right? Right. But I didn't have any money. So I went to Duke's Car Club and uh, Duke's Car Club um I, I wish I could remember his name. I'm sure he passed on by now. It was such a long time ago. I needed $500. Okay. Right? Because I wanted to make these posters. Yeah. These black and white posters. And with that white lingerie. Mm -hmm. Right? Because the, the, the white lingerie is a hit. Right? So I, I wanted <laughs> to do that. So I went to do car club. And I met with one of the guys. And I was sitting in his low rider. And I knew he liked me. And I was like, look, I need money. Okay? And he was like, okay. And he didn't really know me. That's right, a crazy right. thing. Right. He was just like a, kind of like a fan. He was hypnotized. Yeah. He was hypnotized. You know? These are award-winning, honey. These are six. These, this, please. So, and I was like, look. And I go, I'm going to make a poster and I will give you like 50% of all the stuff I've ever ever make. Right? Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want it. I just want to kiss. No shit. And I was like, oh, God. And he goes, I just want to kiss. I said, okay, no tongue. He goes, okay, no tongue. And so we kissed in the car like that. Okay. Right. And then I gave my money and then he gave my $500. And then I rushed to this like Olin Mills cheesy ass thing. What just, it was like a, a blackboard and I just squatted down, put my ass real fat and big. And I was like, I was like, uh, uh. and then taking pictures. I'm, uh, uh. And then ran, got made a poster Went and did the lowrider show again, and it, this one was in Pomona. Okay. So I sang, and then after I said, hey, everyone, I have a poster that I'm going to be signing, right? Now, mind you, at those times, to have a lingerie poster with a fat ass, like, just didn't exist. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't no one did that. It was groundbreaking. Oh, yes. But... That's what Bottom set you line. apart because you were different from everybody. Yeah. I I mean, I took the crazy chances. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I was just like, I don't know. For some reason, I just need the ass thing. Because I know guys are like, guys like titties, but they love ass too. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to support the ass for this. So I went and I did, as soon as I put those posters down and the guys saw this black and white poster, they lost their freaking mind. And it was five dollars, and they lost their mind. And I could not—I couldn't even sign them. They were just like ah, grabbing, and I just saw like five dollars, five dollars, five dollars, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then all of a sudden, the Pomona car show had a, a gang fight at the car show. No shit. Yes, it was a huge with guns, everything. Okay, this is was the beginning of Lowrider not doing any more shows right. in LA.
because the gang thing was getting really bad, right? And they were yeah. going to the car show. So it was like two gangs. This is when the Crips and Bloods, and I was always very aware of that. I never would sign in blue or red, or I was always neutral. Very, yeah. Always neutral. I was very like, and the crazy thing is, those two gangs, those would always be in my line in my booth. No shit. Yes. I would have Crips and Bloods. I would have like Grape Street. I would have all of them in my booth, but they were fucking neutral with me. Right, right, Because right. they wanted to have my shit. The Daza Del Rio poster. Yeah. In so they, 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 they squashed that shit when it came to me. When it came to me, they it squashed peace. it. It was peace. It was, yeah. You may be the solution to the LA violence. Yes. <laughs> I love, yes. But there was a riot. And then all of a sudden... I was like, oh, shit, my money, because I needed to give back the guy $500. Right, right. So I was like, shit. And my mom was like freaking out, and there were like people running, and tables were flying. So I literally, there was a broken table, right, because the shit was fucked up. And I literally, the table was like slant. I literally was like, fuck that. I put my posters on the side. I didn't care. I didn't give a shit. I did not give a shit. I need to get that $500. I literally put the tables, it was like slanted, and I was screaming at people, hey, I've got posters, I've got posters, five dollars, five dollars, five dollars, and people were fucking rioting, this, that, I was still getting paid. So, <laughs> you still, were still slanging it. I was still doing it. I was like, whatever, I need to owe oh, this guy 500 bucks. So, and you got it. I got the 500 bucks, plus more. Wow. So that was the beginning of making merchandise. That was the merch. Okay. When we come back, we're going to take a 10-minute break. We're gonna come right back. I want to talk about when they started started modeling in front of cars. They started taking pictures, uh, 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 magazine covers, all of that. Because I know you have a gazillion magazine covers out there. Yes. So we're gonna talk about that. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, everybody. Once again, you know what? Dazzle Del Rio is a fucking real one. Seriously, it's like, is a real one. So make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Daza Del Rio is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in ten minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeon Radio, episode 111. And I'm not going to waste any more time because I know a lot of you guys are hard up to see Daza. So once again, Daza Del Rio, thank you for being here. Yeah, it's having a good time. Like, it is truly an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Like, it's been years. It's been years. And we've been friends for, like, since 1990 to 2020, 30 years. So oh my gosh. it's been a good ride. Awesome. So you were at Pomona. That was the beginning of the car show scene in LA disappearing because of gang violence. Yes. You got into the merch. Now share with us, when did you start getting into actually modeling on magazines? So my first magazine was not Lowrider. Lowrider, first of all, Lowrider magazine was a love-hate relationship. They loved to hate me. Really? Oh yeah. They, it, they did not, they never wanted me on cover. They wanted me on one cover, but then I wouldn't get out of their face. So, they were like, this bitch won't leave. So I was showing up because of the singing. Yeah. And then, but, but they weren't my first cover. My first cover was Orly's Low Riding. Orly's, wow. Yeah, that was my first cover. Now, now would you still happen to have a copy? I have of all my magazine covers. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I have all of them. Well, one day, which I do believe they're going to make a documentary about you. I it, hope so. There's nobody bigger than Daza. There's Thank nobody you. bigger than Daza in this whole this whole magazine, lowrider, whatever you want to call it, world. There's nobody bigger. I would love to see that. I, I would love to see that not just because my ego is like, uh, but I would love to see it because it would carry on a bunch of other people too. A lot of other people would be in that story too. Yes, and I'm glad you're mentioning the other people because 
you give credit where credit is due, I always do the same thing. Yes. So that's a good thing because those people p played a, a good role in, Absolutely. You know, in your career. So so you do Orly's, okay, yes. the cover. Um, what was the feedback on that? So when I did Orly's Loretta cover, what do you think I was wearing for the first cover? Uh, probably the white lingerie. The white lingerie! It's like, come on! The white lingerie. It's a given. It's a, I mean, hello. How could I not? Right. Right? And so I wore the white lingerie and the photographer, because at that time, people, girls just wore bikinis, right? right you don't right, see right. lingerie on lowrider cars. Right. You actually still don't, you know, but I don't know. I just, I, it was such good luck. So I was like wearing the white lingerie and the, it, the magazine sold out like crazy. And when I came out and that, the white lingerie, the photographer's like, Whoa, what are you doing? Why aren't you wearing like bikini? And I'm like, no, this is it. This is what, this is going to sell this magazine. This is it. Right. And it did, it sold out. I did like, uh, I think I did like five or six covers for them. Um, but I was inside their magazine for like a decade or whatever. No yeah. Wow. They gave me my first shot. Okay. Okay. This might sound silly, but I usually ask rappers when they, their, first, their album comes out, what was the reaction of the, from the people? What was the response? Uh, I usually ask rappers when they go up on stage, what was the response? But for you, when they asked you to be on the cover, what was your response? Um, when they asked me to be on the cover, I kind of felt like, okay, I'm going to do it because I need money. <laughs> You're just being real. Okay. And I'm like, and I could probably sell the magazine as some of my merchandise Yeah, because I have one poster. Right. So that's all I had. So I was like, if I get on more magazine covers, then I can sell the cut magazines and then I have more merchandise. And that's why a lot of my deals that I made with people, because they, yeah. they wouldn't pay you a lot of money, right. right? I always asked for money too. I never did anything for free. Fuck that. No. That's a good thing. That's yeah. a really, really good thing. I never did anything for free. I'm sorry. No. You, well, you, know, you knew your worth. Yes. And you believed in yourself. Right. And it's expensive being me. Please. Please. It, this is like no joke, honey. Nah, I mean. Right? <laughs> so I was like, no, you got to pay me. And if they didn't, if they couldn't pay me, I was like, it's okay. Just give me like four boxes. Yeah. You get you know? it somehow. Yeah. I mean, you were slinging, you know, see, uh, magazines, magazines, autographs. Yeah. I, whatever. I, I collected. I still have. I still, 20 years later or more, I still sign my same my magazines because now i'm selling signing merchandise i right, sell right, it on right. the ebay or car shows if i attend them but um i still have the stuff it's crazy it's crazy to still sign them now now i may be reaching but do you still have the first magazine covered extra like if i wanted one you to sign it for me i have everything for you i have panties for you that i could sign for you <laughs> I, I just want a magazine. Okay, fine. We'll start with that. <laughs> thank you, but thank You're you. You're yes. welcome. Okay, so you lost my... I, I fucking lost my train of thought. <laughs> See what she does? See what she does? Okay, so now... Um, okay, so... Yeah, so... You go, you go on from Orly's to what? Right, so it's Orly's. Um, you were saying about Lowrider. So I did Orly's and Lowrider didn't want anything to do with me. Um, I was just the singer and, but the people liked me and the mm. people would ask them, 
you know, and the people were the car clubs because I was down with the car clubs. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got the, the fans that come and go, like, you know, the people that come to the shows, but the car clubs will make you or break you. Yes. You know, and if they don't like you, you're done. And, and they're not gonna let you touch their car or get yeah. on their car or right. and, and their, their chicks. Are you crazy? Hell no. Now, being friends with guys from the car clubs. Yes. Did you ever get any bad slack from their girls? I never, ever, ever fucked around with those girls. <laughs> I kissed all their asses. Okay. No. I never gave drama. I I know the I know the rules. Yeah, right, right. I hung out with the cholas. I know how it goes down. Yeah. Okay. And I just, I was always very cool and very respectable yeah. with them. I don't, I, I didn't play that game. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, so now you're starting to come out, and, and like you said, uh, you just didn't do just lowrider. You did multiple uh, magazines. I did, yeah. I did mini trucking. I did auto sound security. I toured. I I was on uh, Guam TV Guide. I was on Saipan TV Guide. I was in magazines in Peru, but all talking about lowrider. No shit. I was the first girl that ever went to Japan for the first lowrider car show, and I performed there. No shit. Yeah, in Japan. Do you remember? Imagine, what, you imagine mean, Chinese, Japanese, yeah, I'm sorry, yes. Cholos. Yeah, I know. Visual. The, the culture is big out there. Yeah, but the, back then, it was the first lowrider show they ever did in Japan. Okay, now, for people that may not know, how was the, the turnout? It was sick. It was tons. But I'd never seen no Japanese Cholos before. Now you see Japanese Cholos over here, but they were over like, here. Yeah. yeah, and they had like the net, hair net. And their lowriders were sick because their lowriders were our lowriders. Yes. Because at that time, they used to pay like $50,000, $75,000 to go get the lowriders. And they used to bring them over there. So they had our lowriders over there. Right, right. And yeah, no, it was it was really cool. And I had my calendar by then. By the time I went there, I, I was pretty tight with my merchandise. I knew what to do. I did t-shirts and stuff like that. So that's awesome, man. I love to hear these stories. I mean, because these are things that I haven't even heard from you. I mean, I know a little bit about your beginning, your music career, your modeling, but these are like the inside stories that yeah. you've given us that are amazing. So, do you remember what year it was that you went to Japan? Uh, 97. 97. I think it was like 97. And that was the first lower the car show ever in Japan. Wow. Yeah. Do, do you remember? It was my first time ever going out of the United States. You were excited. Yeah, I love Japan. I still love Japan. Kanishiwa Dasa. Whatever that means. Uh, uh, teriyaki chicken. <laughs> Sashimi. Heart attack. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I love sushi, by the way. Do you like sushi? I love sushi. Oh, I love sushi. Yes, I'm very versatile. Yeah, yes. Um, now, now. Oh, she's throwing me off. First time that ever happened on Rodeo Radio. Okay, so now. Um, do you remember who were the performers that you performed with out there? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Okay. I really don't remember that. Um, but I did shoot for Japanese Lowrider magazine. Okay. Uh, over there, which was amazing in Osaka, and it, it literally it was like the Latina, like uh, like Mother Teresa coming to Japan because no shit. Yeah, because it was like Daza. I had already done the Cinco de Mayo cover. Wow. Which was like sold out literally in like three days. And mind you, people have to remember, Lowrider Magazine was the biggest car magazine in the world. 
The world. The world. Yeah. Not, not the neighborhood. Not, not the, the neighborhood. Not, not what. The city. Not, yeah. Not not like in your little spot. The world. They and it wasn't like people think. Oh yeah, I, I remember from you know East LA. No, it was the world. The world bought Lowrider magazine. So, and that's where how people got their stuff. People put ads. I put my, an ad. I always had my ad in Lowrider magazine. I bought that ad. Because I knew that I was going to make money. Because yeah. I, I needed to make money. <laughs> I need to get paid. That's awesome. That's, that's really awesome. So now, okay, so I know it's got to be within the hundreds. So if you could, no, no, I'm not even going to ask for a number. But how many, and I'm not asking, I'm asking for a ballpark figure. Okay. How many magazine covers would you say you've been on oh my god like a thousand more i don't even know because the thing is is what happened is at one point the photographers would sell my image okay and they i'd see myself on a cd i'd see myself on a t-shirt i would see myself on a magazine I, even to this day i see myself people because i asked my fans to send me stuff because my storage unit got ripped off back in the day really i, I put all my photos i was moving because Around like early 20s, I ended up just straight living in LA at that point, right? Okay. I left Orange County. Now I'm like in my 20s. I'm just LA. I'm I'm like up in the club. I'm always up. I'm still up in the club. Okay, please. I'm still <laughs> up, up in the, the club. club. I love the club. I love, I, I will always be on a table. So with a bottle. Nah, um, I can't help it. It's my DNA. Okay. I just got to do it. Hey, you got to enjoy life. Like yeah, I got to enjoy life. And I had moved from, I was moving from so many different places that I put all my photos which you know back then was actual photographs slides right. all my all my stuff everything and my storage unit got broken into in the valley oh wow and they stole all my images everything i had and my lawnmower and your fucking lawnmower and my fucking lawnmower dude what the fuck yeah if you're listening to this bring back her fucking lawnmower please dude <laughs> obviously we know who stole my photos you, you do? Uh, yeah, a lot more. Hi. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I could not be just saying. Uh, do, do you think it was just like a random or did somebody knew that it was your... Oh, who knows? Maybe at that point, you know, at, at that point, like in the in, in the middle 90s, it was... I didn't even know that um, homies, you know, the cartoon homies. Right. I didn't even know till literally like a month ago that they did a cartoon of me. No shit. Did, I mean, I didn't know that. They sent it to me on Instagram. They did a whole thing. I mean, homies, I had no idea. I really am oblivious to like what, how big I, I was in the 90s. No idea. Wow. I mean, I remember one time I was in, um, I was roller skating on Venice Beach, right? And I was looking at this guy. He's like a big Samoan guy. And I was roller skating. I see this big guy. I'm like, fuck, he's huge, right? Mm -hmm. He's like swole. He's like, Aah. And I was rolling skin clothes. I'm like, what does his belly say? And I'm like growing closer and closer. And it was like that old English, D-A-Z-Z-A, does it on his belly. And I was like roller skating towards him. Yeah, here I go. I'm like, it was crazy. No uh, shit. Yeah, and I had people like, even now, they send me pictures of me tattooed on their body. Um, my favorite though, because I, at one point I realized that my, I, I would go to the liquor stores with yeah. my calendars. 
Uh-huh. And I would go personally there and I'd ask them like who owned the liquor store. And I'd be like, hey, I'm Daza. And I'd show my lowrider magazines or whatever. And I'm like, I-, I need to put my calendar in your in your liquor store, right? right, right. And they were like, why? I'm like, why not? Uh, beer and a babe. Hello. The fuck? It goes together. Exactly. Like, do it, right? Ba- bathroom news. Like, hello, buy it. So they would sell the, the calendars. And I would... Have my like I'd plastic it together. I'd buy the machine. I printed the calendars all myself. I owned all the rights, everything. Really? I would go to the printer, and like I would find out. There's I I figured out the printer game, the paper game, right? And so you, there would be boats that would have like damage from the water, and the paper would be bad. So you could buy the paper. At a cheap price. Really? And then I would go to the printers, right? And mm-hmm. I would run my own stuff. And I would run it when people were doing flyers, club fl- flyers or whatever. Right, and right. I'd be like, hey, I want to go on your run. And I want to print this and that. And I would, I was with every step. I watched my own shit. I never let anyone control my stuff. It, hell no. I awesome. created, I did all my own posters. I did everything. So when I finally did the calendar, I realized, wait a minute. My calendar is not selling enough. What is going to, what, where does my calendar need to go? Like where? And then I realized, because I was getting so much mail. Right. The Pinta. La Pinta. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, because they would call me, not call me, fuck no. They, actually, they would kind of call me too. You know those phone calls? Yeah, this is a phone call that they would do that too, but whatever, it's another story. So bottom line, they would ask me, can I have your poster, but can you please cut it in fours? It has to be only eight by 10 size. And I was like, why eight by 10? And I realized in jail, they could only get eight by 10. They couldn't get anything bigger. Then they would tape my poster together. Wow. Yeah. So I said, my calendar has to be an eight by 10. So I made my calendars eight by 10 just for the jails. And I would sell like, Probably like 25, 30,000 calendars at $10 a pop. But I also took stamps because sometimes they didn't have cash. Wow. Wow. And I did that for 14 years. For 14 years? Yeah. Wow. And I owned all my own images. I made my own calendars. I distributed them myself. Yeah. Wow. I like to see you win. Thank you. I like to see you win. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so now, today, do you still sing? Do you still perform? Do you still model? Let's talk about today. Okay, let's talk about the now, the here and now. Um, because you actually sent me some pictures uh, via email. That's how we made the flyers. That, yeah. that was a photo shoot that you just did recently. So crazy. Yes. For, for Facebook. Was it for Facebook? For okay. Facebook Oculus. Okay. For virtual reality. Okay, yeah. Tell us about that because that's very interesting. So I, you know, I just started getting on the Instagram game because the last thing I did, which this is like so old school, was MySpace, right? Right. And when I was doing MySpace, I didn't really know. It was like a wild west. Nobody knew how important followers were. And right. And I was so like grassroots. Like I was all about getting in my van and, and, and meeting people one-on-one and, and remembering my fans. I would remember them, you know, right, and, right, right. and they would have, I would remember them and their girlfriend and they'd come back and they'd be engaged and then they'd come back and they'd be married and then they'd come back and they have their kid. They'd come back and then they'd have their gun. So I'm a part of their history and, and they would respect that because they would be like, wow, you know, she's, she's a homie. 
Right. Like that was the homie. She was always cool. She always remembered. But the the internet shit was like so impersonal to me. Yes, I know. You know, so I didn't care about it. And so I had like 600,000 followers on on MySpace and the porn industry, because I was living in the Valley, they were coming to me and they were like paying me to do this video stuff. I didn't even realize how important that was, right? And they were like, we'll pay for you to go and just video and stream and this and that. They were using my MySpace yeah. to check out their, their porn shit, right? Right. And so... I, I could have been so much more paid, but you know, and plus I used to hang out with a lot of porn stars cause they're so fun. Right. And so I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. So they would film me like hanging out with my porn friends and, and all that stuff. Strippers. I just, I love them all. I still love them. I think they're great. And so, I mean, who doesn't love a stripper? Seriously. Right. Live chat. Do you guys love strippers? Yes. Yeah. They're the best. Fuck, throw some money on me, bitch. Throw some money on me. They're the best. Yes. Not, not your libre voice. Ta -da -la -la -la. <laughs> so I was doing that, but I still didn't understand the value of it, right? Okay. So I left. I closed my MySpace at 600,000 followers. I closed, I, and I, I just didn't care. You just like deactivated it. I just deactivated it. I was like, I'm out. Bye. I didn't care. Because at that time, people were doing um, like video webcams at their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I decided to do a production company, DDR Productions, uh -huh. um, where we were doing um, naked girl videos, right, with cars. Because I was like, yeah. And so then I was like, yeah, that's cool. Because I had my porn girlfriends and my stripper girlfriends. And I was like, dude, let me film you on these cars. And like, because like, I am very visual and I know... What it is, and I respect. Like I love the female body. I love the cars, the, the you know, cars and women, and the music and the guys and the edginess and the streets. Like it's just so sexy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna do these videos. It's not. So I was doing that. I put my money into that. I got with some shady ass bitches that like fucked up my shit and like messed up my computer stuff. And they're like working for some like porn people, which is fine, but don't do it on my shit. Right, right. Right. And then they never finished. I was doing this really great movie, right? And I never got to finish it. Oh, wow. I know. I still have the tapes. It was so cool. Um, it was like these girls like having to do like all this car wash stuff and to save like the the mansion and like I was literally like telling the girls, okay, like open your legs, shave this, shave that, do this, do that, and they're just like, okay, <laughs> but I'm a director. You're a director. You're very visual. You had your. Vision. I'm visual. I don't. Know, I don't look at things like that. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? I just don't. So and I and I also know the art of the tease. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I don't like raunchy. Raunchy's so boring. Right. It's so easy to do that. You know, that's why I'm, I've, I've been so successful. I could have gone there and bent over and been like, eh, like, duh, everyone does that. Everybody does How that. many times do you want to see? I mean, I'm sure the guys will be like a million times, but dude, come on. Are you really going to pay money to see the same asshole over and over again? It's the same asshole. Unless it gets bleached or something. It's the same asshole. People are buying bleach today. Yes, they are. So. John motherfucking Elka sells anal bleach. But oh, nice. That's a different story. Oh, we got to brand that. <laughs> you should brand that. Oh, yeah, he Put is. your face on it. And he sells actually uh, refurbished dick pumps. Oh, refurbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they come sticky, but he just she takes... put them on a hydraulic, dude. Or a hydraulic dick pump. Say that 10 times. <laughs> Please continue. Okay, so 
bottom line, I did that and then I just got over the business. Mm -hmm. You know, Playboy came to me. They asked me to do the cover. I said no. I didn't want to do the cover because I just didn't want to go that route because I just knew that I was going to do something else later. You know what I mean? So, so Playboy. But I love Yeah. So guess who they got to do the cover and I was inside? Who's that? Vita Guerra. Vita Guerra. Yes. Wow. wow. I have that magazine. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they got Vita Guerra to do the cover. I was inside for Babe of the Month, and the guy interviewed me at, at this uh, restaurant thing. And the title, and he literally wrote everything that I said, which I really appreciate it. And my title is um, High Times uh, with the Lowrider Queen, right? Yeah. And then she goes, and then it says, I love great tits and a big ass or something. And I'm glad because I did say that. Okay. And I really, I feel it's important to have freedom of speech. Of course, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, but we talked about a lot of great stuff, um, and I got in Playboy without having to be in Playboy. That's amazing. So they wanted you on, you said no, so they went ahead and got Vita Guerra, but they still put you in. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know that deserves an applause. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you guys there, put the applause hands on the live chat. That's awesome. So, so now. Wow. I mean, there, there's so much history here. You know, I almost want to call you Bridget, but Daza, there's so much history here that it's impossible to cover within two hours. So, um, but now you were sharing with me that you're an animal activist. Yes. Uh, um, how did that come about? How did you Well, we didn't finish about the Facebook. I'm sorry. That's important. Yes. Because that's coming that. out in 20 years. Okay. Let, let's do that and then we'll jump yes. into this. Okay. Go so, they, this because you asked me, how did I get back into the the scene and I yes. told you I was out. So my friends were telling me like about a year ago, hey, people are looking for Daza Del Rio on Instagram. Right. You should go back on. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go and people see me because they're going to start talking shit because they're going to want, I don't, I don't know. I just, because like I said, like the older, our generation love to talk shit, especially in LA. They love yes. to talk shit. That's what they love to do. They can't help it. They love to talk shit. <laughs> shit. Because it's shit talkers. Because it's shit talk. Shit talker. Okay. So, and I was like, I'm going to do it. But then they were like, just put it on, right? So first I did, because I, my Instagram's Daza Chic, right? Right, right. So D-A-Z-Z-A-C-H-I-C. Um, so I was going to just do like fashion and travel, but people kept on going, where's Daza Del Rio? Where's Daza Del Rio? And I was doing the animal stuff, like where's Daza Del Rio? So I just literally, literally like not even a month ago, did an Instagram of Daza Del Rio. First time, I just did it. And it's only 90s storytelling. Because now I feel like I need to tell the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I need to say the story of the 90s through a woman's perspective yeah. of being with only men. Because it was just me. Yeah. It was me against all these motherfuckers. And there was a lot of them. Okay. And it was hard to get a gig without them wanting to you to do some shit. Of course. Because at that time, there was no Me Too uh, thing, which... You know, it was just like you girls did shit to get shit. Right. Girls did shit to get covers. Yeah, there was many of a shit going down. Okay, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any of that because I already knew I was gonna make it happen. Right? And did you know some of these girls that were doing that? Oh hell yes! Oh my god! You think those bitches were all on the cover because they were fine? No, honey, they were, they were making it happen. Well, I'm only asking for a friend. So okay, well. <laughs> They know who they are. So, bottom line, I 
Okay, now you got me thinking about all these hoes. Okay, bottom line. I'm gonna think about those ratchet bitches. Okay, so bottom line, um, so I did the Instagram, and then this guy contacted me, and because I always say yes, yes, okay, he said I'm working for Facebook for Oculus it's for virtual reality. It's a time capsule. It's about the you know they they were gonna do this for. They were trying to get Prince before he died. Right. They're trying to get Michael Jackson before he died. Now they realize they have to get these people basically before they die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they need to get it in a time capsule for the future. And we need you. No shit. Yeah. They're wow. like, we need Daza Del Rio because you are the 90s. You are the Absolutely. low So you have to be in a time capsule. And I was like, oh my God. So of course I'm kind of freaking out because I haven't been seen. I haven't like... I'm not modeling. I'm not doing anything like that, right? So yeah. I was like, oh, shit. They're really, I, this is, once again, you got to do it. You've got to be, <laughs> your father's a Marine. You cannot fail. People have to, ah, you know? I'm like, I'll puppy myself up. I'm like freaking doing squats. Ah, I got to be pretty. Ah. And my friends are like, you're fucking fine. You look the same, bitch. You never cut your hair. I'm like, okay, but still, you know? So... I go and I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Thank God I got my fabulous makeup artist. Okay. Oh, go on my Instagram. I'll tell you who he is. Okay. Joseph, the best. Um, so I literally was so terrified, but I got this, like, the, and I tell you about the makeup artist because I had not got back into modeling. Right, right, right. So I didn't know how someone was going to perceive me. And I was like, try to get me as close as what I used to look like. Right. right and Joseph right. was like, as soon as he finished my makeup, he goes, oh, my God, you're Daza. Like, he saw it. And I was like, yeah, because he put the face back on. So before that, he didn't even know. He didn't even know, but he's from East LA too, right? So right. then he was like, oh, shit, you're Daza. And I was like, I can do this. I still look the same enough. I'm going to do this. And I didn't realize when I got there that it was, like, so huge. And it's a time capsule, so we had to talk about like the future, um, how it is the low running. Because but in twenty years from now, we're not going to have gas. We're not going to be electric cars. Yeah, there's not going to be, and it's for a, uh, a device that goes in your eye. So we'll be t calling people from our eye. We'll be virtual reality for our eye. So I was there telling them about the history of low riding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's my first gig back. No shit. My first gig. Yeah. And, and I remember when we had talked, you had. Uh, DM me, send me your number. And I was like, oh, uh, we can talk about that. Send me your number. And I was like, okay, here it is. Right. You call me right back. You go, hey, what's up? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, back then, I was like, oh, shit, she's still the same person. Yeah. And I go, can I call you Bridget? Or can I call you? You know what it is. I'm like, okay, Bridget. So, so yeah, that was that was dope. And then you told me about, about that. But I'm glad you shared it, you know, but a time capsule. It's a time capsule. Yeah. And it won't be out for 20 years. And they they said to me, they said, um, we just want you. And I said, I, no, I can't do that. I want to bring in a girl that I feel represents the lowrider scene. Because she's very, I like her. Um, Monique, she goes by Bl um, Bless Monique. Her name's, you know, she's very, she's like, she just has that it, you know? Uh -huh. And she came in, they're like, well, but it should be only about you. And I said, no, because when this comes out, she's going to be the new generation. Yeah. She's a new generation now, yeah. but she's going to be, I don't know her. I found her on Instagram. I just liked her style, yeah. you know? And she was very driven, very beautiful. And they, they saw the vision when she came, they were like, 
wow, that made sense. I'm like, yeah, because 20 years from now, you know, she's going to be my age. And then she could tell the story of what she was doing then. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. so yeah, it was very cool. Wow. That was really, really dope. 20 years from now. Well, hopefully I'm still around. Yeah, so. you will be. I'll be in the convalescent <laughs> hospital sitting on laps. I'll come visit you. Hey, I'm really. You like coffee? No. Tea? No. What do you like? Insure, because I'll be in the convalescent hospital. Hello? Jesus. I'll buy some cases right now. Oh, yeah, Thank cakes, you. yeah. Okay, so now, uh, is it safe to talk about your animal activist? Yeah. Okay. How did you get involved in that? What happened? So, um, what ha it kind of like fell in my lap in a weird way. So, um, I started dog line. Well, first, so I got my first pet. Um, not my first, but I've had a lot of pets, but I had my first little dog, um, Prince Charming, his Royal Highness, okay. right? And you've probably seen him in a lot of my pictures. Yeah. But he was, I bought him, right? I, he, mm. he was a bot dog. And I, he was from, he's from Korea. And I wanted to get another dog. And then I realized by just finding out what was going on in Korea, how these dogs are being killed and eaten and abused. And yeah, but so th the thing is, I don't want to say that, oh, there's being killed. It has been their culture, the Asian culture, right. like our chicken, our hamburgers, and our meat, whatever, um, to kill them like, you know, like meat. Right. But it's the way that they do it. They, they, they torture them. They electrocute them. They do, they, they do really horrible things to them because they want their endorphins to be really high. And the more fear that they put into the animal, the dog, the better the meat becomes. So it's, it's horrible. I don't want to go into too much, but you guys can check out the Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation. Uh, they rescue dogs from China out through Asia and the United States. So when I found that out, it really resonated with me. It really hurt me. I, I just knew I had to do something. And so my second dog was a rescue from China from the fur factory. Okay. Because fur, the, the fur that comes here, 100% of leather that comes here from China is dog leather. It's completely legal in the United States. Wow. So when you see these shoes or shit for 99 cents five cents it's dog it's not cow don't think it's cow that's expensive cow's expensive wow. dogs you know there's like 15 can make 15 puppies you know wow. so um so i became very into that so that was my second rescue was from uh moochie from china and then after that i just started like going around letting people know uh what's going on in the United States and to be very aware of what they're buying, right, right, you know, right. because I don't think people would buy leather from China if they knew it was dog. <laughs> right. Right. It's bad that it's cow too, but I mean the way that they're tortured and stuff yeah. like that. So, so that's how that started. And I was doing a lot of volunteering with the um, animal hope and wellness foundation. Then I realized um, cause I was doing a lot of red carpet events and stuff with, with right. Prince Charming and I hated cause I'm, you know, a fashionista. I hated not having the proper leash. So then I created a leash line called pet Artemis and Artemis is the goddess of protector of the weak and the vulnerable. Right. And my leashes are all done with crystals like healing crystals because that's now where I'm at in my life yeah. is more with the meditation, with the crystals, with healing, with mother earth. So I'm, I'm, I'm in that realm yes. and th my leashes protect 
the, the animals. And I have a protective talisman that I created because I feel like my, if a dog has a leash, then it has a forever home. Yes. So that's that's what I work on now. It's my, my leash line pet Artemis. And with the money, I rescue more animals, thousands of animals. And during COVID, I helped um, one of my friends, well, he's a friend through Zoom, rescue tigers from the Thai Zoo and elephants through COVID, through my connections that I have now of animal rescue by wow. connecting people. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot that I do now. And um, I'm also coming out with a CBD line for with Pet Artemis for animal shampoo for the okay. for animals and creams and stuff like that. And all this came after the fact. Like I've always was going to do animal rescue and I've been doing it for a long time. But now people are like, look, why don't you do this? But I won't do anything unless I believe in it. Right, right. You know, I won't I won't do creams or go on the Instagram and be like, eh, I chew this and swallow it. And <laughs> uh, like, I don't do that shit. You know what I mean? I'm not going to fool people. People work right. hard for their money. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be b bullshitting and like, uh, putting like something in between my twat and be like, hey, you should buy this. Like, I'm not going to do it. Exactly. And there's a lot of bullshitters out there. A lot of bullshit. We, not, we need our, our coins now. You know, it's, it's, it's hard out there. But that's what I'm doing now. You know, I did my, but I'm now going back into um, acting again. I just did a, a little pilot today at the house before I came here. I've literally, what is it like? Going to be like nine o'clock now. So it I've, I right. So I've not stopped working since I woke up at five a.m. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know what? You're winning, and I applaud that. So uh, that's like I said. I want. I like to see you win. Um, now, uh, let me ask you this: Can people expect any more? I guess lowrider. Magazine covers, you know, photo shoots. Are, are you doing any of that stuff now still? I, I know well, you just did a time capsule one. Right. But are you doing anything like that in the future? Well, um, what I was going to say really quickly, too, to go back about Lowrider Magazine. I love Lowrider Magazine. Trust me. I love the magazine. I don't love the politics of it, right. but I love the magazine. And I love the people for the magazine. And I'll always say Lowrider yeah. Magazine. Um but the thing that was crazy back then with the politics of it is that they never wanted me on the covers. And the people, the car clubs and the people would make them put me on the covers. I don't know how that happened. And I remember one time we were at a big table, right? And they were doing the 25th anniversary cover, mm -hmm. right? And they called me in. And it was all these like corporate fuckers. And I, I'm sitting in the table thing and I, I know how they felt about me. And... They literally said, we have a 25th anniversary cover coming and we don't want you on it. Wow. But you sell. So we're going to do two magazines and we're going to see which one does better. We're going to do one with you on it and we're going to do one with you off it. Right? And wow. I was like, okay. So... We go, and I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to kill this, right? So yeah. I get, I, I paid for everything. I got my own makeup artist. I bought my own outfits. All the lowrider stuff, except for the Cinco de Mayo one, I paid for everything. All my own makeup. That's why my shit was always so dope. Yeah. Because I paid for it all. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I always got the right people. I yeah. wasn't going to have some half-ass shit. No, hell no, not me. Not Daza Del Rio. Um, so, yeah. So I went there. I did the whole thing. They shot the magazine. They were going to have just that one girl. It they did a 
a test of who was going to this and that, you know, what was going to sell. They put both magazines out. It was me with Rachel something, whatever her name was, Nikki, whatever. Um, and then it was one girl by herself. Same time, they put it out. My issue sold out like in a day. Wow. It was gone. And then, of course, you would match it, right? And they were so mad because I sold again. They could, they, they hated it. I bought my own booth. Every car show, that booth is not free. I bought, I paid for my own booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks that my booth was free. Like, no, I paid for my own booth, my own merchandise. I drove myself there and I drove my ass back home. The end. The end. Yeah. Anything, Daza, that I didn't ask you? Um, that you may want to bring up, promote? Well, I, or... I would like to actually sing again. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know what? Well, that was one of the questions that I was going to ask. Can people expect that from you? Well, I don't have anyone that wants to produce me or do anything. So, yeah, I'm putting it out there. Okay. She's putting it out there. So, if you got any dope producers, is it safe to say hit yeah. her on the DM? Oh, yeah. Hit totally. her on the DM. Uh, um, your, your Instagram has been popping up, so they know how to reach you. So oh, good. Yeah. Okay. I want to do that. I, I actually want to do... I, the last comedy thing that I did was um, getting high in the barrio. Mm-hmm. Getting high in the barrio. Getting high in the barrio. Okay. So you get that. You could get that on my eBay. It's five dollars and ninety-nine cents. <laughs> hey, every day she's hustling, hustling. Every day. That's dope. Okay. Uh, me and my boy John are filming a Chicano rap documentary. It would not be complete unless we had Daza Del Rio, because it's all we're all gonna. Well, I'm not. I don't want to give too way too much. But we need you on there. I it would be my honor. I would be honored. Really? Absolutely. I'd be okay. honored. Thank you. Hey, you guys heard it here on Rodeo Radio Exclusive. Okay, Daza Del Real said she'll be on the Chicano Rap documentary because it's very, very important to have her because she covered a very important part. Whether you guys believe it or not, Chicano culture, Chicano rap, she was there from the very beginning. Thank you very much, Daza. I loved it. it was Thank so you very fun. much. I hope I didn't bore everybody. No, no, no. Definitely exci exciting. Um any shout outs you want to give? Anything you want to say, go for it. Oh my God. No, I just want to give shout out to all the car clubs. Yeah, okay. And all I want and all like, you know, all those that have passed away. Yeah. For all you know, all the Usu car clubs, you know, like Dukes and oh my God, Whittier and East LA. Like I don't know. I'm so grounded here. I forget that. You know, I was very big in Denver and Chicago, all those car clubs too, but like LA yeah, home. Is, is home, you know? So shout out to the West Coast. <laughs> What's up? Well, we're definitely going to be covering LA, so you definitely need to be involved in this documentary. So it's going to be amazing. I love it. And thank you all for watching and, and tuning in and um, Rhodium Radio. It's fucking amazing. With Tony A. The Wizard. Tony A. the wizard. And he is a wizard. Yes. Thank you very much, Daza. Good seeing you. Yes. My good friend for 30 years. So, uh, first of all, let me go ahead and give a shout out to my boy, John Motherfucking Elkins, for making this happen. And uh, once again, go to johnmotherfuckingelkins.com to get your anal bleach, uh, to yes. get your, your anal beads, yes. uh, refurbished dick pumps, mm -hmm. uh, uh, stripper glitter, uh, stripper body spray. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, he, he's actually got his centerfold nudes there. You can actually download those for free whenever you buy something. So, and just to let you guys know, you know, guys, we're fucking around, right? So, anyways, <laughs> other than that, uh, DG Media Clips, my boy Roger, Boomer, my son, Be Scandalous, um, and all you guys that are tuned in, thank you very much. That's a deal real. And thanks is to all real? the ladies that support me too on my Instagram. Yes. I love you. Thank you. That's a deal real is a real one. And we're out of here. See you guys Wednesday. Thank you once again. Thank you. Ciao. Besos.